episode 133 of the local meta my name is butcher and i'm john john how you doing i am become plague destroyer of throats <laughs> are, you, are you sick again slightly <laughs> like i'm actually i am more sick than i was the last time i had a cold like i feel worse than the last time i had a cold which is really, really obnoxious because i really hate i hate colds you hate like, being sick i hate like i can deal with almost everything mm-hmm. i hate nasal issues <laughs> okay like and i have really bad sinuses like i have super bad allergies and it makes me sneeze a lot and it makes my nose run and it clogs <laughs> up my nose right and every time i have a cold it goes directly to my goddamn sinuses and like and i hate that i can't okay. breathe i hate that i have like nasty slime coming out of like my nose i hate when the feeling of my nose being chapped and it's uh, like yeah that that's horrible like everything about it it's like I would rather have like body aches than nasal issues. <laughs> so fair enough, I guess you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's only because like you know I don't really get body aches. I only ever have nasal issues, but mm-hmm. like the fact that every year I consider getting my tonsils removed says how much I hate this shit. So <laughs> who knows? That'd probably make things work worse too, but. Maybe making better just because of your luck. Yeah, but well, I don't know. It's good to good to be recording again because well, everyone in listener land got to listen to stuff constantly. We had like three weeks off. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't even turned on my computer for like three weeks, which meant I had a lot of updates today. That's that's absurd and doesn't make any sense. It happens. <laughs> my. My Xbox does everything that I need it to do, so. All right. Your your life is boring then, so that's okay. But the exciting thing though is is that um uh, some some big things have happened since we've talked, basically. Yes, we've had a pro tour in paper, a pro tour in not paper. The SCG uh Invitational is happening right now, mm-hmm. and we got a brand new format. Yeah, which is exciting. Like i i am I am pumped for this. Honestly, <laughs> like my hype has obviously died down a little from when it was first announced. Mm-hmm. But like when this format got announced, I was like super crazy hype. Like, oh my god, I there's so many sweet things we could possibly do, mm-hmm. and. I it has basically been everything I've ever wanted. So <laughs> I'm sad I haven't got to play like the beginning of the format, and I'm basically only get to play it after things settle a little bit. But all right, John, before we get too deep into the weeds here, I suppose why don't do you want to take the opportunity to explain the format, or do you want me to do it since you're hacking up lungs and stuff? You can do it because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be talking a lot during this episode because I have okay. way more experience with it than you do. Yes, i.e., I have greater than zero. <laughs> Well, I was stuck in middle of nowhere, Montana, so mm. <laughs> not that that would have changed anything. But so, uh, yeah, Wizards announced that they are they made a new non-rotating format called Pioneer. Um, this is kind of the postmodern everybody was talking about for a long time, um, and so Pioneer is basically um, starting at Return to Ravnica and onward uh, are all the legal sets in it. And the initial ban list was only five cards. 
all the fetch lands. Yep, because an awesome idea. <laughs> fetches make formats bad. I agree. It slows them down, mm-hmm. and it makes the mana too easy. Yep. Like there are there are things there are difficult things you have to deal with if you want to play a more than two color deck, mm-hmm. and even some two, two color decks don't have good mana. Yeah, which is funny. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's certain things that kind of get around, but we'll probably be discussing that stuff mm. in a little bit here. But yeah, so they they released that, and um, uh, they're doing ban. Uh, they're actually doing. They just kind of were like, "All right, nothing's banned to start out with," and then they said, "All right, we're going to do bannings weekly." Um, yeah, every Monday. Every Monday, they they have have um, released banless updates, um, and it's been a couple weeks now. So there's a co- there's a few cards on there, and I'm sure everybody knows about this because we're kind of catching up. But so yeah, that's. That's the format in in a nutshell. John, how's it been? <laughs> well, so one thing that I want to point out that this format's kind of interesting about is it is very, very similar to Frontier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Frontier, I think, was... Um, was it Origins onwards or was it M15 onwards? I can't. I can't remember. It was basically yeah, one of those. Yeah. Either way, it was like a dead end format that didn't go anywhere. (laughs) But everyone was like super. Like Frontier was basically a format created by players and people who wanted to have their own, like you know, not modern, non rotating format. Yeah, they wanted they wanted a postmodern basically. Yeah, and Watsi was like, well, what if we just do that but better? Yeah, right? Like, this just feels better than that, honestly, in my opinion. It does, because here's the thing about Return to Ravnica and Return to Ravnica block. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of very powerful interaction in it. Mm-hmm. Like, not even, like, very powerful cards. Very powerful interaction. Mm-hmm. That's where you get Supreme Verdict. That's where you get Abrupt Decay. That's where you get, like, all those types of things that just... They allow the format to actually do something, which is super nice. Yeah. They're just kind of like safety valve cards in a lot of ways. They are. Like, everyone's big complaint is like, oh, all these three-mana Planeswalkers, all these three-mana Planeswalkers. You know what's really good against three-mana Planeswalkers? Abrupt Decay. Yeah, that kind of does things. Yeah. And, you know, the Supreme Verdict is just so much nicer of a counter of a board wipe than every other thing available. It's right. kind of ridiculous. like it being four mana and not having insanely very strict mana requirements Mm -hmm. it's just nice to have that option as it were yeah like it's i mean that it it sees a little play in formats outside that too even like because it's just such a good board wipe if you're in those colors yeah like supreme verdict has seen play in as like a one of in legacy Yep. It has seen play straight up in Modern because Terminus wasn't reliable without cards like Brainstorm. And mm-hmm. so as a result of it, it's, it is the quotations premier board wipe in yep. Pioneer. But even then, it's like a format of board wipe in a more wide open format is not anywhere near as impressive as it is in Standard. So No. And Abrupt Decay is just awesome. Yeah, Abrupt Decay is good. I mean, we got a lot of really fun cards in the format. We do. Like, 
Uh, you know, and it, it's crazy to think about some of the cards that are in the format. And honestly, some of them will probably be a problem. Some of them already are. Um, some of the ones that weren't necessarily expected are. But um, I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of options right now. Yeah. The uh, when the stack first when this format was first announced, there was like a three day period, and then Watsi did a Pioneer League five O deck dump. Mm-hmm. And there was like I think a hundred and seventy some odd different decks, and <laughs> That's this is awesome. yeah like this isn't a hundred and seventy decks that got trophies. This is a hundred and seventy decks that got trophies, and they had to have at least ten cards different than another deck. <laughs> and ten cards is a pretty decent number of cards to have different. Yeah, I mean, like, you're actually, like, doing, usually changing your deck meaningfully in that amount. Yeah, so... You can see variations of, like, oh, it's, like, this deck is more, you know, mid-range, this deck's more aggressive, or something like that. Like, a shift slightly, but, you know, usually it's a different deck. Yeah, like, one of the super popular, like, things, like, oh, like, oh, this is a blue-white control deck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they decided to have, like, Approach of the Second Sun as their win con, and they're trying out Sensor and all this, and then... Mm -hmm. You have like, oh, this is a blue eye control deck, and they're they're doing the ye old bullshit classic of my only win con is an elixir of immortality. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like, they, there's a lot of ones like that. Yep. But you know, there's also just a lot of just straight up innovation going on. Mm-hmm. Like, there is there's a lot of decks that people were like, well, this was my pet deck in standard. Yeah. And I'm just gonna give it a go. That's kind of where I fell at first. I'll be honest. Well, that's because that's the easiest way. That's the mm-hmm. easy thing to go, right? You're like, so I get to play a deck I really enjoyed in standard, mm-hmm. but I get to upgrade it. Yep. Even if it's only minimal upgrades, I get to upgrade it. Oh yeah. And like that's, that's fun. <laughs> that's one of the best things about this format is it's super super nostalgic. Yep. Because like all these cards you haven't played with in so long that a lot of people just don't even own anymore. It's super rare that people can even build a deck at this point. Because most people just ship their shit, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm like, lol at you. If I think a card even has vague potential of seeing play in modern, I kept it. So I'm pretty yeah. good. I'm pretty good because I got all the chaff that now shows up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like some of the some of the bulk rares I've shipped you have probably gone up quite a bit. If, like, I shipped I'm sure, most of them. Which yeah, I'm sure one. they're all gone, but... Uh, but yeah, I gotta I gotta pick through stuff again actually and see see if anything's um uh, shifted on the scales. Yeah, like, but one of my favorite thing that that's happened was there was a tournament ran by I think Nerd Rage Gaming mm-hmm. in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and one of the guys who made top eight, I think he was even top four. He hadn't played Magic in like five years. So he found his Obzon aggro deck, went to the venue, like, bought and traded for a few minor upgrades, and just played that. So, like, Fleece Main Lion and Rakshasa Death Dealer and yeah, Siege buddy. Rhino. Like, <laughs> these are not cards that you're like, man, this card is like a modern or all-star. I'm not surprised. That's yeah. really, these cards literally saw no play after they rotated out of standard. Mm-hmm. And the guy top it with it, because that's just something you could do in the format. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's so early that things are kind of such a mess right now that you can still really get angles on things, I think, to some degree. Yeah, like, just 
because the format's so open and a lot of things aren't like you know locked in and decided and all that kind of shit, you just have all this potential to you know leverage you know the unexpected nature of it and like actual play skill and all that kind of stuff, which is super awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like sure there are a lot of like universal answers, like I mentioned with um, Supreme Verdict. But the thing is, A, they have to draw them, and B, sometimes people just don't expect an indestructible fleece main lion. Yeah, right? Like, who the hell expects that, right? Yeah. Who's expecting fleece main lion to just show up randomly? Especially <laughs> when the it. premier red removal is a shock. Yeah, right. Like, that's uh, gotta feel bad. Yeah. But, yeah, and, so uh, obviously lots of brewing going on right now. Yeah. But. I mean, obviously, the format is going to settle eventually, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the first deck dump had like 170 some odd deck lists. The second one, I think, had like 90 something. So, you know, like things, once people figure out what the best version of a particular style of deck is, it's obviously going to start to lean towards that, as it were. Yeah. I mean, that's just how formats work and everything. And this one, because it's primarily focused on online play right now it's going to just change incredibly fast, like daily, if not faster. <laughs> yeah, that is, and it absolutely is, especially because of like the age we're in a lot of the, a lot of like the formats, uh, slowly adapting like it did way back when, like when all, a lot of these cards were first, even legal and standard, like SCG and CFB are way more commonly read than they used to be. You know, mm-hmm. Twitter is a thing now. Yeah. You know, there's like all these people like posting deck lists, so like it's going to get solved. It's going to get solved quickly, but the problem is it is such a wide open format with no real basis outside of these decks were good in old standard. Yeah, like it's going to take a lot of work, which is super nice because like it's just nice. We all just sit there and be like, man, I wonder if this is good enough. Yeah, it's like because and you could be like flipping through like cards and then like see something you're like, oh, this old this card that like didn't show up in standard and wasn't good enough for modern, but maybe like with these other cards, it actually does something is kind of an interesting thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh no, no, sorry. I was waiting for you. I'll <laughs> uh, say, so yeah, like one of the, one of the, uh, the one that like sticks out to me the most is, um, experiment one. Yeah. Experiment one didn't really see much play in the standard format. At least not that I saw like this. Not it was, ton. it's it, life was, was near. It's life was, nearing its end as i started playing competitive magic so i didn't see it that much Mm -hmm. but it was never super crazy but all of a sudden it's like well experiment one plus uh hardened scales plus something is like really really good and then we have we have a second experiment one now because we have pelt collector yep (laughs) like it's literally experiment one Mm -hmm. so like you have all these like suddenly all these things you have that previously you only had one, which was consistently, there's a lot of cards that just kind of doubled up and a lot of people mm-hmm. are slowly coming to that realization. Like, we have two Llanowar Elves in Pioneer. Yeah. That's that's saying that's something. something. Mm-hmm. That's not something yeah. we see very often. Mm-mm. And, like, from what I've seen, the cool thing, too, about this is that because the mana is so fair, like, it really, you know... Like, there's a cost to playing, you know, lots of colors, as you said, and everything like that. So people really have to kind of be creative and stuff like that. You can't just get away with slamming a bunch of colors in your deck without thinking about it. Yeah, you don't have... uh, 
you don't have the ability to reliably have your colors, so it, you're mm-hmm. almost like your base one and splashing two is what yeah. it seems like a lot of people seem to be going towards. Mm-hmm. Or more of like, you know, a base one, secondary the other, and then tertiary the third, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to bounce out your man is nice. It's also really nice that outside of Gilded Goose, which debatably is good in the format, there is no, like, universal one-mana mana fixer. Oh, really? That's the only one, huh? Yeah. Like, you know, we don't have birds. We don't have anything like Noble. Mm-hmm. You know, once you go up to two-mana, you start getting a lot of options. But Yeah, then, yeah. You know, those are two-mana mana dorks, which are completely different. Yeah. So you can't you can be a base green deck that has like mana fixing, but you're not going to have explosive quick mana fixing. Yeah. So you've obviously been kind of keeping a pulse on the format because like, you know, you've played it, been watching mm-hmm. lots of stuff. Um, I asked you about decks and you're like, I have seen too many to count that are interesting. Um, yeah. Where have you seen the format go and everything? Um, like, <laughs> at, as of right now, Outs, well, we just had like a, like I said, there's an SCG event going on this weekend, mm-hmm. but there was a massive, massive, like paradigm shift in the format in the SCG event, which is super interesting. Oh, but yeah. be- before that event, uh, green based ramp decks mm-hmm. of many, many different varieties were the best deck in the format. Okay. And they're so. Um, they were super, super dominant and powerful. They had like uh, pushing fifty some odd percent win percentage against a lot of stuff, and they could just do busted stuff. Like the the initial one that a lot of people realized was the Nykthos decks. Yeah, because much like what actually happened in Standard, if you go Burning Tramissary into Burning Tramissary into Burning Tramissary into Nykthos activate, that's a lot of mana. It's like a couple. Yeah, like, so suddenly, like, they're ramping shit out, and, like, they also got to play Nissa, Who Shakes the World, which just goes to prove my point that that card is busted. Yep. And a lot of people who think Oko is the problem are thinking too small. <laughs> like, Oko is a problem, don't get me wrong. He's a really, really obnoxious magic card, mm-hmm. and, like, he does turn off a lot of shit. Nissa is insane. She is a Marari's Wake that gives you threats. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, so they're playing like all the, there's the, there's the, the Nykthos decks. And the reason, there's a very good reason why they got the first Banhammer. They got Leyline of Abundance Band. <laughs> like, I remember I was shutting down my computer as I mentioned that. And you're like, I'm just going to like, or no, that was a different card. Like, most people don't even know what Leyline... Uh, Patrick Sullivan didn't even know what Leyline of Abundance did. He had to Google it. Because <laughs> that card, like, people experimented with it when it was first printed in M20, mm-hmm. and it wound up being bad. Because that's the one that, like, produces an extra mana from, like, your mana dorks, right? Yeah, if a creature you control would tap for mana, it adds an additional green to your mana pool. <laughs> and you can spend, like, a million mana and put a plus one plus one counter on all your creatures. Yeah. But <laughs> when... but since it's a ley line it can come in for free yep which means it adds mana to nykthos so you can reasonably tap nykthos for three mana on turn two like straight up <laughs> uh, it just did that 
And that's not even counting, you know, any Burning Tree emissaries or anything ridiculous like that. Yeah. So like having ley lines are actually like not horrible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that got the band hammer, and then everyone started being like, "Well, what if we just play straight ramp?" Like mm-hmm. Hour of Promise has been seeing a shit ton of play, and now they're just ramping out Eldrazi. <laughs> like that was a thing in BFZ standard when that was around, where people were just like, "I'm just gonna ramp a bunch and start casting Evercools and Ulabogs." It's like Big Green is just a powerful deck that needs to you need to be able to disrupt it and put a clock on it to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's where, as I mentioned, like the paradigm shift that's going on right now in the SEG events is there is a lot of mono black aggro decks. Just get under them, huh? Like well, because they're main decking Fatal Push. Yep. They're main decking Thoughtseize. Seems okay. And they just pressure the shit out of the people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as as jank as it sounds, Night Market Lookout, crew my copter, you lose four life this turn, dig for another Thoughtseize or another piece of interaction. It's just a powerful thing to be doing. Yeah. And as a result of like, there's a bunch of those decks that were like seven and one or better in the Pioneers portion of the format. There's I there's like one that made top eight, and there's one I think that got like thirteenth place, hmm. and like these decks are tuned, like really fucking tuned. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> like there, a lot of the decks you're seeing of the mono black aggro variety, there's almost no variance in them. Like they know exactly what they want and what they're doing, <laughs> which huh. is kind of sweet like like how, how cool is this like like just in general like watching this shift happen like constantly here yeah like just I don't know. right it's before just, your eyes it's just so sweet like to see people like dealing with problems too <laughs> like, you know well kind of <laughs> kind of yeah i mean i mean like yeah cards are gonna get banned and stuff like that like i get it but like a lot of <laughs> Uh, one of the um big things is the most recent banned card was Veil of Summer. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, why are you banning banning Veil of Summer of all cards? You can possibly ban, and banning that could very well be why the mono black deck is suddenly being good because like Veil of Summer countering a Thoughtseize and drawing a card was kind of ridiculous, right? Like yeah. Veil of Summer is a very very pushed piece of interaction. I don't agree with it being banned, but I, I'm not going to complain about it being banned, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Fair enough. But, like, just along the lines of, like, watching this format adjust, like, in what universe do you look at Rankle, Master of Pranks, and being like, that card's going to see play in the Eternal format? Yeah, right. Because Pioneer is an Eternal format. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Rankle is good enough to compete in a format where Sphinx's Revelation is legal. Like, what a time to be alive, huh? It's kind of sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, it just goes and approves my point about 
I'm a, I'm of the opinion that people who play for Rankle are doing it wrong, even though you can discard a Rankle to itself, to, so you're yeah. never like down a card. I still mm-hmm. think three Rankle's the correct number, and every deck I'm seeing is only playing three Rankle's, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, John, let's ask, the, let's ask the question we do with Forums. Would you play five? No. <laughs> I don't think I would. <laughs> Someone along those lines, like... You remember my opinions on Treasure Cruise back when it was legal in formats that I actually played it in? Uh, I don't remember. I thought people played it as a four of way too often. Like, I don't think Treasure Cruise is a four of. Fair enough, I guess. Because multiple Treasure Cruises are parasitic of each other. Mm-hmm. Especially in... But it's one of those cards that you you absolutely want to hit. You do. But uh, I think the further back you go in Magic, the better tre- Treasure Cruise in multiples becomes. Mm-hmm. Because but it like, been more crap. Yeah, I just didn't like it in Modern, because I never wanted to draw a second one when I already had one in hand. Yeah. It enough. was so hard to enable. So I'm playing a... Uh, today, I played two Pioneer events so far. I've won both of them because I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, today, I decided to play Blue-Red Phoenix, and I decided to cut a Treasure Cruise mm-hmm. for a Thrill of Possibility. So I'm like, I don't want to play four Treasure Cruise. Yeah. I want to try out Thrill because it's another discount outlet. Yeah. The very first game I played, I in my opening hand is a treasure cruise, and like two turns or three turns later, I have three treasure cruise in my hand. And I'm just like, why? Why? Why, why do, do I do this? like this is this is exactly my point about not wanting to have four treasure cruise in a deck. So I'm just like staring at three treasure cruise with two lands in play and three cards in my graveyard. I'm like, yep. Yep, this is this is what's happening here. Uh, but yeah so do you I suppose we don't we we don't know what's going to happen with this event or anything yet we still see how things shake out because we're recording this on Saturday and the event's still running like but that but that is interesting that you know how people are attacking the format and the different and the changes and everything like yeah, it really throws everything into flux, kind of, but... Well, it does, know. but, like, uh, one really, really interesting thing about this event is the fact that this is the first true honest-to-God event with stakes ran yeah, in Pioneer. Like, I don't care if Nerd Rage Games ran an event, right? Like, yeah. that's not, like, a true, hard, heavy stakes like event. Like, it's, it's a, you know... Of uh, a mid-tier event. Yeah, like it, it, don't get me wrong. Like the people who played in that and won in it, and the people who yeah, run it definitely. are awesome. Yeah, d- yeah, they're great. But it's not, it's not a you know, it's not, it's it's not, not an SCG or PC yeah. or GP or something like that. It's not being ran at the pro level. Yeah, yeah, right. That's all, that's all you're we're getting at. Yeah, that's all I'm getting at. And we've already we've discussed before. I could give two shits about leagues. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if you five out a league, your deck can still be trash. <laughs> Yeah. Right, but like <laughs> this is a format that people like they really, really, really want to win the invitational, mm-hmm. and they are going to try and figure out the format, mm-hmm. and they're doing that. Like yep. they're, I know I remember mentioning to you like maybe a week or two ago now that I've I saw two different lists on mm-hmm. uh, hardened scales. Yep. Do we have to call it that? So. I've thought about it, and if I'm you mad. think of, if I'm you mad. think about it, I'm mad. <laughs> snakes have scales, uh, so it kind of still fits. 
It's it's danger noodle. That's what it's gonna be. I mean, it should be danger noodle. It's danger <laughs> noodle, and that's what I'm gonna refer to it as, and that's what all my stuff's gonna be listed as. So yeah, so so we have the noodle, and yep. there's two different builds of the deck. There's like the hyper aggro deck, which yep. I showed you, which was like the pelt collector and mm-hmm. the experiment one and all that stuff. And their goal was just to yeah, get like their opponent dead. Hanger back walkers, stone coil serpent, yeah, stuff. And then there's another version which just didn't play those at all. It played, you know, the hangerbacks and the ballistas and the stone coil, mm-hmm. and it played like sometimes metallic mimic and yeah. steel overseer, and they were just more of like a I want to go big deck. Yep. And I remember seeing those two decks, and I was like, I feel like there's another deck here. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is because like I just did not have the like mental capacity or time to like figure it out myself but i'm like i'm looking at these lists i'm like there has to be something different like a mid-range list kind of thing yeah there has to be there has to be a more mid-range build there has to be a build that because none of those decks really it's they were very very heavy on the scales Mm -hmm. aspect like the modern version of hardened scales it's very clear what they were trying to push Mm -hmm. and when i was thinking of this format i was like so what about like a true mid-range danger noodle deck? Like yeah. the one that I crush standard with. The one that I crush standard with. The one that we crush standard with. Yes. I played one standard thing, yeah. I guess. But I but I did get my invitational invite with that. So yeah. you played one standard events. I literally lost a single standard event playing that deck the entire time I played it. And that was like yeah. for a three month period. So this like, uh, I want them to put friggin' Kaladesh bet into uh, Historic on Arena. Like, they have it coded. Just put the damn set in there. I agree. <laughs> but, okay, continue. Sorry. So I just I just wanted to play, like, a more mid-rangey style deck. Because that just, that's just what seems... Rather than trying to play, like, a combo or aggressive aspect, you mm-hmm. have so much potential to just do a true, honest-to-God, mid-range deck. Mm-hmm. Like, even that... Even the version that we played, it... Its interaction was still creature-based primarily. It had walking ballistas. It had two freaking Fatal Push in the deck. That was it. In the main deck, that I did love Fatal Push, but... It was really nice as two of, though. Like, because you never wanted to see too many. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to be playing creatures and smacking people in the mouth. Yeah. So now this this team on the SCG Tour, they're called Team Lotus Box. They, They pretty much broke it. And like when I first saw the list, I'm like, "This is everything I wanted." It's, <laughs> it's a danger noodle deck. Like, oh, this is this is the noodliest of noodles. When I when I read it, I was like, "Yes, this is everything I wanted." Like, everything I'm looking at when I see it, I'm like, "This is basically what I was thinking of," because almost all of its interaction is creature based. Mm-hmm. I remember when Vivian first came out, or the mm-hmm. new. Vivian Arco Ranger. Vivian Arco Ranger first came out. I made a comment. I'm like, man, yep. if we get historic, like with Danger Noodle, this card has to go in it. Yeah, like it's just really good. It does what we want it to do. Mm-hmm. And they're playing her as a three of in the deck. Yeah, and like all these things just like come together. I didn't even think about something like Voracious Hydra. Yeah, like Voracious Hydra. The Mana Gorger Hydra in the list is cute too. It's apparently that's their answer to green mirrors, because if you ever have a scales effect out, it will grow bigger than anything they can do. Oh yeah, like that thing has just got to go insane. But like, and then as you mentioned earlier, like we have two sets of, of Lana Worlds in the we do. 
So and you that's got, a, you got Mystic and Lana War Elves. Which is another thing that I never even thought of because yeah. neither of those other decks were playing mana mana elves. Yeah. Because they they never needed to bridge from like X to X. They're always like, well, I want to do this. You know, like I just want to cast two drops and all that stuff. But like Lana War Elves allows like their build of the deck to go like, all right, so turn two, I'm gonna go harden scales and then a walking blister for two. Yeah. Which is really, really good. Eat it. Like <laughs> like if you're ever on the play against like another elf deck with that, you're just like, Yeah. Yeah. You're dead. Like, yeah. Man, like just it's just so cool to see that this could possibly work. <laughs> Like, you know, and also like the one, um, uh, the one I was like, what, when I first saw it was the, um, uh, the Nissa voice of Zendikar. That's, like, it's like, like, I didn't realize that card. And then like, when I, I, I had to pull it up and read it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's <laughs> like Rishkar on crack. Yeah. She, it's just <laughs> insane. Like, <laughs> it makes perfect sense that they run like a three, one split for her and Rishkar. Mm hmm. Because it's like, oh yeah, you know, diminishing returns and all that. And like, Rishkar was always that one card. It's like, two is the perfect number of you. Yeah. Because I never, like... I never, ever, ever want to see a second one of you. And every once in a while, you're really good on turn three. Yeah. Like, like when you want Rishkar, he's super, super good. And when you don't want him, he's like, mm, you know, like, yeah, it was. Like, it was really Im- imagine a world where you're just like, Lolly, lolly, lolly. You're just like turn one elf, turn two hardened scale snake, turn three Nissa tick down. Yeah, like, boom. <laughs> like, sure, that's magical Christmas landy, but. I mean, it's not that uh, magical Christmas landy. Like, no, especially. I mean, you're playing a four of hardened scales, you're playing a four of constrictor, you're playing eight elves, <coughs> and you're playing three Nissas. It's like. <laughs> that's what I want to do. Uh, th- this is what I want to do. Like, I am so excited to see this, but... Yeah, yeah I unfortunately didn't have enough um, Voracious Hydras to build the deck myself. <laughs> um, I actually, today, I, it was one of the decks I was building is like, a, well, someone can play this if they need one. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, shit, I need to find a substitute. So I just put uh, two Mist Cutter Hydras in the deck. <laughs> oh my god. Uh... Which, for those who don't remember, that card exists in the format. Yep. That's, well, that was what? Protection, that had a protection, didn't it? Can't be countered pro-blue haste. That that card has to like matter in some capacity, doesn't it? Seems like a good sideboard card and scales against a control deck. Yeah, I mean... Like... Nice board wipe you have there. Yeah. It'd be a shame if I was to like cast this thing for x equal four with two hardened scales effects in play and six you out of nowhere (laughs) oh man so um what other decks have caught your eye like since you've been you know just watching the format and you know what did you play i guess because you said you played phoenix and what was the first deck you played oh the first deck i played was blue white control okay that must have been miserable for everyone involved I mean, I didn't, didn't drop a game the whole day, so that was pretty nice. Uh, it also led to my brother asking me if I always played Dirtily decks, which was hilarious. <laughs> like, I don't remember his exact word. He's like, do you always play decks that just kind of, like, take forever? <laughs> it was like, savage. Yeah. 
as I said, sometimes you just want to play a deck that wins on turn three, but doesn't close out the game until like turn 30. <laughs> Man, I'm just gonna... So, people don't appreciate the power level of Azorius Charm. You want to know it feels really, really good mm-hmm. when your opponent, you know, they're on the play and they're like third lands, soul artifact on my Darksteel Citadel, serve, and you're just like, put it on top of your library. <laughs> I literally cast Time Walk. Yeah. Because like... you're down a land and you're drawing it next turn. Yep. Feels great. <laughs> like, Everything about that build of the deck was basically just meant to shit on and soul artifact, I'm pretty sure. Because mm-hmm. the deck was hot gas. Like, so it had four Azorius Charm, mm-hmm. two Blessed Alliance, which is just low-key one of my favorite cards from that set. That card's way better than it should be. Like, it on is. read, you're like, this card's stupid. Yeah, you're like, and okay, then, like, fine, whatever. Yeah, you're like, fine, whatever, I'll play your stupid modal spell. And then, like, I think, I mean, in that in that terrible ass list I was making or whatever, uh-huh. uh, I think I I have like two or three in that deck and stuff. And like, I remember when I was like bad testing it, I was like, oh, this card's really good. <laughs> but are you you're just dying over there right now? I am one hundred percent dying. Okay. I didn't know if you could hear me like start to like cough and suppress well, it. I heard you start to cough, and you're yeah. like. Ah. It's like silence. It's like, oh, John's hacking up a long. But so it's like it runs those. Plus it has um, seal away. So I just like straight up have seven two mana answers to an insult artifact on turn two, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think the deck was a little low on win cons. If I'm being completely honest. I, I had mean, whatever. I had two Teferi Hero of Dominaria. Mm-hmm. I had one Elspeth. I had two Jace Architect of Thought, so I could steal my opponent's win cons. <laughs> and I had a Castle Arden Vale. That that is like low key one of my favorite win cons ever. Like. <laughs> EOT, like make, murder, EOT make a 1-1. One, one. Yep, EOT make a 1-1. That's all I want to do is pay 4-5 mana and make a 1-1 one, one in my murder kill deck. I mean, it it did the job. <laughs> like, if I, I... I had my opponent in the hard lock with Deferi. Like, I ultimated Deferi, exile all of his lands. And, like, I'm like, alright, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to draw a card every turn. I'm going to exile the land you play every turn. I'm going to make a 1-1 every turn, and I'm going to tuck Teferi every turn. And you're going to die. You want to keep playing this game. He's like, okay, I concede. It's like, thanks. (laughs) We'll just explain what's happening here. (laughs) Slow it down for you. Like, like I had like 20 cards left in my library. It's like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't get to the switch in time. It's all good. (laughs) (sighs) Ah, Like, I'm like, I could have like killed eventually. Anyways, like, let's just not waste everyone else's time here. Like, just, you know, let's you just get this done with. Call it a day. I ultimated the Teferi and started exiling your lands like three turns before you finally drew your Elder Spell. GG, no re. Yeah. 
But yeah, so I played that deck, and that deck's I just that deck's just kind of nice. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of cards in that deck that I'm like, this is the things I like in a control deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a so I built that. I built Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I built the Scales deck, which isn't fully complete. And then I built a Jess guy in Soul Artifact deck, which I'm probably going to wind up changing. Okay. Um, the reason why I was playing Jess guy was because all that glitters, in my mind, was basically in Soul Artifact 5 through 8. Yep. In most situations, it is. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Hobbs wound up playing the deck today and he just kind of feels like uh, the fact that because I'm playing those I'm not playing Shrapnel Blast and so the deck just has no reach okay. and he wound up losing multiple games with his opponent at like 3 life which mm-hmm. I understand feels bad and I'm like well it's kind of like the price you're playing for getting to play with all like letters but I understand not liking it either yeah you know, I didn't personally play it. It was more of an experiment and all that. I was like, I'm curious how this works and all that. So that's another deck I had built. Um, uh, the Mono Black deck, if I had a second set of Thoughtseize, is something I absolutely would build. <laughs> because the Mono Black deck looks sweet. <laughs> Especially because of the cards that are seeing play in it, like Blood Soaked Champion. I love that card. That card's sweet. Like, it's also just a combo with uh, Rankle, so. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like the sacrifice decks where you just, like, attack with it and then, like, start sacrificing it and bringing it back and stuff. Exactly, you know, like, you can discard it to Rankle and then put it back in play. Or you can sacrifice it to Rankle. I don't know, if, I don't think the wording on it is worded in such a... I don't remember how Rankle is worded. And I don't know if they all resolve simultaneously. They have to all resolve simultaneously, right? Because it says choose X. Or choose... You can ch- or choose whatever. Yep. So it's not it, like... They, they resolve in one... Ba- they, they resolve, they don't, you resolve them in order, but like you can't do anything yeah. between them. Okay. It's one effect. Yeah, I didn't think you could. Because if you could, that would actually be really, really sweet. If you could be like, alright, so... Let's all discard a card. I'm going to buy my guy back and I'm going to sack him to Wrangle. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. That would be sweet and an awesome interaction if you could, but I completely understand why you can't. Yeah, the reason you can't is because the rules exist of the game. <laughs> Let's be completely honest. If you could, like, ignore the rules of magic just to do sweet things, it would be sweet. Like, not, like, Acceptable. not to, like, actually, like, do super, like, busted, broken shit to, like, make other people mis- miserable. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like, sweet things like that. Like, yeah. So let me ignore the rules of magic just for this exact interaction. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. <laughs> uh, but do you have, so, is Snake the only deck you really, like, have your eye on right now, or...? Uh, well, like I said, there's a mono black deck I'm curious about. Oh yeah. If that, I okay. if I owned a fifth thing in the ice, I would actually build Nexus. But I don't own a fifth thing in the ice, and I don't want to not have uh 
Phoenix built because I think Phoenix is actually a good deck to potentially borrow someone because it forces you to play interaction and plan the shit out right. Yeah. Well, for... I have a set. Of, I have a set of thought seasons and a thing in the ice if you need to borrow them. Right. There, but... keep that, I'll keep that in mind. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I should have just. I should have gotten a second play set of Thoughtseize forever ago. Yeah, but oh well. Yeah. That's how it goes. Shit happens, as they say in the biz. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I I really want to play this format. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a point of getting out to the events and stuff like that. If I can it, sometime here, but... For yeah. your case, I don't know if it being on Saturday is better or worse for you. It's fine it's not a huge deal like compared to friday uh, to compared to like a friday obviously it's actually probably better than a friday yeah that's kind of what i figured because like fridays are hard for you because you're getting off of work and like you're getting home mm-hmm. and all that stuff saturdays yeah. you can be like you know hey yeah can i go do this thing yeah like i i would have gone today if i didn't have other stuff going on for sure yeah. but like it's just it is what it is you know like <laughs> Yeah, um, so the first week there was four of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week there was five, but interestingly enough, there was three people there who weren't there last week. Hmm. So, Interesting. We, like, if everyone had actually showed up, that if people who showed up, you know, last week were there this week, we would have had seven, which would be sweet. Mm-hmm. So there's potential. And I, I put up my little notice on Facebook to people, like, hey... I have extra decks to borrow to people if someone wants to try out formats or try out a format and they can't build their own deck yet. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't want to feel obligated to post that every goddamn week, and I'm hoping people realize that I'm just willing to borrow decks. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did have my one friend just straight up messaged me after he saw the post. He's like, "Hey, so if my friend comes, can you borrow him a deck?" I'm like, "Absolutely." Yeah. <laughs> so like. You know, most of the I went out of my way to build a fourth deck, so I would still have one more random deck in case some random hobo showed up. Like I want to play this format too. Uh, yeah, I suppose the other ones that I knew people wanted to play. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, but sweet, like sweet, sweet, sweet. The potential for this format is basically like this format is what I personally remember modern as being similar to and enjoyed about modern yeah before modern took a dump on itself yeah like and eventually honestly like this this format will suffer the same you know heat death of the universe yeah it you know eventually once it just gets too big and unwieldy exactly that that's basically what modern is at the moment Mm -hmm. like it's too big and unwieldy and as a result of that like very very few decks are playable yeah like and i feel like with modern if you have like if one mistake is made it in magic itself you know like with all the formats like you make one card that's a mistake like or just a little too powerful like that's it like there's nothing holding anything back like legacy you have you know answers to kind of everything to some degree like, mm-hmm. you know like one mistake doesn't do that much it like makes another deck yeah, you know, there's but, a reason yeah. why we call, you know, Force of Will is a necessary evil. Yeah, it is. It's it's a, a good bad card. And, like, while it's really good, Force of Negation is not Force of Will. Oh, you noticed. Force of Negation can't counter an Urza. Yep. Like, and that's kind of big game right now. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, un- unfortunately, a lot of people are of the opinion, and they're probably right, that like the existence of Pioneer is going to like kind of leads to more abandonment of legacy. That's unfortunate because I wish people would abandon modern. <laughs> yeah. But the thing the thing is they're not wrong either. Like the, no. I like SCG got to be real. Yeah, SCG just made an announcement they're no longer going to have legacy opens or weekends. Oh, that's whatever horrible. we call them. Uh they're not going to have a bunch of pioneer runs. They're still going to have legacy side events. Okay. But there's no longer going to be like you know, the entire weekend dedicated to legacy, which to be fair, if yeah. you're not a complete idiot, you saw this coming anyways. Yeah, I know. Because but... like, you know, you have a legacy event, and there's like 300, 400 people. Yeah, like that's just not enough people. Like, yeah. you can't reasonably support it. And like, people enjoyed watching it. You know, the the diehard legacy fans are going to want to watch and play legacy. Yeah. Problem is the format can't grow. Watsy cannot reprint reserve list cards. Yeah, like what you know, and even though they're no longer a thousand dollars, underground seats are still pretty expensive. Yeah, like they're not cheap right now. So, <laughs> but... so, so right now people think that Watsy's goal is to basically to turn modern into legacy, and then mm-hmm. Pioneer will become the new modern. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, ho- I mean, the only justice that will hopefully come out of it is that modern will get ignored into oblivion too. One can only dream. I'm sorry, but I just, I just think modern is literally not a fun format. Yeah. I mean, at this point, there we're only like you know an actual wasteland. And a slightly better force of negation away from being legacy, so... Yeah. Like, they're trying to to make it turn into legacy. I know. But, I mean, with the direct to modern stuff, too, like, with Modern Horizons, like, that's gonna affect things. Yeah. Quite a bit. It definitely will. Yeah. Like, direct to modern is... was basically, like, the first coming sign of, okay, this is going... Like, you are truly trying to make this into Legacy. Yeah. Like, Legacy without the reserve list. Uh, Which means I can't play Storm. Well, I can't play Storm, but I can't play... But all the cards are banned. I can't play Lion's Eye Storm. Which is sad. Because Lion's Eye Storm is fun. Oh, well. I mean, what do you do, right? Play Pioneer. Yeah, true. Right. Ah, man. Play the I, format that actually to, interests me right now. I'll have to get, yeah, I gotta get a deck put together and everything, and I'm gonna have to, or borrow one of your decks, actually. If I show up, I, I, I claim Snake. Yeah, well, I have, I traded some uh, Field of the Deads to a friend today, mm-hmm. and he now owes me my last Voracious Hydra and a Rishkar, Sweet. so I can actually have Snake built, so... Okay. Well, I have a Rish car if we need to slap one in there before you get it. But, right. <laughs> but yeah. it's nice. To, like if if assuming you don't play next Friday, that's or Saturday. That's deck I plan on playing next Saturday. Okay, I probably so, won't be playing. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta Saturday. give it a shot now. So. Oh yeah. But. I, don't know. I mean, 
and some good news too is is that um in the last arena like update articles um they talked about the future of historic but they also mentioned in one of their other articles that they are actually going to work towards supporting uh pioneer good yeah which uh, to be f- unfortunate that that's basically just another nail in the coffin of of uh frontier or whatever the f- not frontier historic historic like- honestly here's the deal i don't give a shit about historic if it's gonna not include <laughs> calendar stuff like yeah you know it's like whatever you want to play historic for two reasons you want to yep. play feather and have it be good and you want to play snake you yes, can't currently play reasons. snake mm-hmm. like they released the first batch of cards that they're gonna put into um you know like they're doing like the 20 cards or whatever however many cards it is yep the, the bundle and like i looked at that i'm like okay whatever um and it sounds like they're gonna do uh something air quotes similar for pioneer because making a, that many years of sets worth of cards is just impossible and unwieldy. oh yeah that putting pioneer on arena is going to take legitimately yeah. well, like years yep. of work oh yeah and well and also what they said they're going to do is they're going to do um they're going to condense sets um so basically they're just going to take the important cards and put and make a set and release I mean, it i'm fine with that yeah it's like sweet that's a super <laughs> decent idea to like get the format out there so we can start playing it like you know, and if something becomes popular in paper and stuff like that, then well, guess what? They'll print it eventually. Like, yeah, we don't. We don't need Aether Tide Whale in our, you know, Pioneer. Oh God, we don't need that stupid card. I, I was, card. I was trying to think of like a green com. Like there's a green common tiger. It's a four four. You can spend an energy and give a plus two plus two until end of turn. I couldn't remember what its name was, so I just went with Anthrotide Whale. That wasn't Long Tusk Cub, was it? No, that card's actually probably should I'm like, be that put car- in the format. I'm like that card's good, isn't it? No, I'm, it's I'm, not the the Riparian uh, something like that tiger, Rip, isn't it? Riparian, yeah, Riparian tiger, something like that. <laughs> it's a five mana four four trample. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, uh, well, there was like a leopard. I just remember that deck. Yeah thriving rhino we probably don't need that in the format no. yeah, although to like, be fair all those cor- like walking corpses and zombie goliaths and stuff like that are just not super needed <laughs> but all right john you have anything left to say we'll save your vocal cords here and get you i do actually have a really interesting thing that i did want to bring up okay because this it was kind of been like a semi-hot button topic on uh Twitter lately. Oh, okay. When did green start becoming the better card advantage color than blue? <laughs> Shut up. I'm I'm being I know I, I know you are. And shut up, man. <laughs> I'm not complaining, mind you. Uh, yeah. But someone pointed out they're like, when did this happen? When the game became more about creatures. That's kind of like what I figured, right? Like you know, so you have like Corsair of like Corsair of Crufix, In my opinion, it was like the turning point, mm-hmm. like because it was an actual thing you could cast early, and it mm-hmm. is true card advantage, and it doesn't just get destroyed like Oracle of Muldaya. Mm-hmm. But then you had that, and then you had uh, Tireless Tracker, and now there's like everyone shitting a brick about Veil of Summer and all yeah. that. And I'm gonna lump. Uh, 
hydroid crisis into it, even though it's technically a blue card. Yeah, it's blue, so that doesn't really count. Yeah, you, but the thing is, you're never going to see a blue deck splashing green for that. You 100% green see green deck splashing blue for that. Yeah. It is the top end of the Oko Nissa chain. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, if you notice all of those except for um, Veil of Summer, which, on, which, yes, I know it is card advantage, but the card in and of itself just cantrips. Yep. Like, which any color can do. Yep. In Pi. So, like, yes, we get it. It's okay. Yeah, we'll just put that put that one off to the side. But like all the other ones need creatures. They do. Like that's the thing. And that's and that's where greens is tied to and stuff like that. And as the game became more about creatures, you can put stuff on, you know, on creatures like that. So it's just how it is. Like, you know, blue still gets draw cards, like just raw draw cards. Yeah, I like like the in regards to something like Hydrocrisis, they do have a mono blue version of that. It's called Gadwick the Wizened. Yeah. And you want to know what? He saw, like, finals play at the last PT. Yeah. So. Like, also, I want, also, I want to back off and say it's like, you're like, oh, when did green become the best card advantage color? You're also looking through a very small lens. True. You're looking through the lens of what's competitive and does this. So you're looking only at the very best of the best. Yeah. Instead I... of just looking at, like, all the cards. Like, guess what? Divination still exists. Wing words. Dumb cards like that. You know. Real talk, I kind of want Winged Words to be playable. I feel like it's like almost there. I just I like two mana draw twos. Yeah. With like you have to jump through a very small hoop to get it right. Yeah. Like Charter yeah. Course is a sweet magic card. Mm-hmm. I like Charter Course. I think it's a I think it's a solid card. Good design. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually defending uh, Veil of Summer today because uh, my friend of mine. Was just like uh, Veil of Summer is like completely ridiculous and deserved to be banned. I'm like, the only reason why people think Veil of Summer deserved to be banned is because people are blinded by the fact that modern magic is completely dominated by creatures. Yep. And as a result of that, they're not used to their spells being powerful anymore. Yep. Veil of Summer is a very very powerful spell that is good enough to see play in Legacy. It's seeing play in Vintage. Like, the Oath of Druid decks are playing Veil of Summer in Vintage. Because it is a very, very powerful pushed spell. And I mean, people just so aren't used you know, to that anymore. You know why You know why the card is good? It's not because green is good. It's because blue and black are good. Yes. Like, that's the only reason it's there. Like, you know, if that was like, oh, you know, red or white, like... Yeah, green, you can't be targeted by red or white spells. Okay. And all now, that kind of shit. Now the card is unplayable. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's... And I know that's kind of like a stupid argument and stuff like that to some degree. But, but you're not like, wrong. I know. Like, like, yeah. Like, if blue and black weren't as good as they were, the card would not see play. Exactly. And, yeah, obviously I'm slightly, like... I feel like the fact that I do play Legacy in older formats mm-hmm. makes me understand that it's like, yeah, it's a piece of one mana interaction. What's your point? Yeah, but... it's a dispel that can't trips. <laughs> Woo! Dispels be tripping. 
Okay. But all right, why don't we wrap this one up? So all right. Um if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at the local meta PC. Um, if you want to come chat with us and say hi and stuff, you can catch a link to the Discord from thelocalmeta.com. Check out all of our episodes and everything else fun there. Um, yeah, that's that. John, anything else? You're dying right now, aren't you? I am, but yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll just close this one up so that you can go die in peace, I guess. Yay. All right, sounds good. So we will catch you next time. See you.